Welcome back, Legends, to Chaos Movies. Today I will, or this afternoon, I'll talk to you about one of my favourite series. Well, just the first movie was great. Second movie was cool. A few other movies, you know, whatever. This this movie gave me nightmares, like when I was 11, 12, and it's The Predator. Or, so, The Predator. Um, it has so many different names. So you got Predator, Predator 2, and then uh, Predators, Alien vs. Predator, Alien vs. Predator 2, or AVP, blah, blah. Now, I'm only talking about Predators or Predators because currently just rewatched it again. And there wasn't much of a, a good rap about this movie. Look, I thought it was a great, I mean, a great idea just from my opinion, but obviously when you want something different in, in a movie, you don't want the movie to follow its um, its predecessors like it's you don't want it to follow that same storyline same tagline same script there's there's uh the it's just the same now predator is the original with arnold schwarzenegger and uh and carl weathers and um shane black uh, i'll get to him later but you know that that was the first the first installment right it wasn't supposed to be an installment they just made it and it obviously was super popular it was made in 1987 and that's great. They're in a jungle. All this shit happens. Super cool. It's 87. They did a fantastic job with what they had and it will never die, that movie. 1987, they come up with a freaking villain like that? Like Predator? Really? 1987? Fuck drugs were they doing? You, no one can even... There hasn't even been anything like in the same sort of ballpark as the Predator. Um into, well, Alien, yeah, but I don't look at Alien and go, that's a beast. Like, Alien's a bit weird and that's supposed to get on your nerves, right, as a thriller, horror type thing. But Predator, he's like, it's ever ever evolving, it's learning, it's it's high tech, it's it's alien, it's crazy, whatever, you know, it's cool. So hats off to that era. But the, the reason why I bring up, I'll bring up number two in a second, but the one that I'm talking about, it just feels like the first movie. They're just replaying the same roles with different people. Adrian Brody, he's the leader of the group. Royce, Lawrence Fishburne's in it. Topher Grace, Alison Braga, um, Walton, Walter Goggins, um, Oleg, Danny Trigio, um, and Louis Ozawa, or Ozawa. He's, um, if I remember, I think he's from um, uh, the, outs- uh, the Outsider, which is a a Yakuza movie in um, Netflix, I think it was. He's been in several other movies. Uh, Mashallah Ali is in it too. He's the, the the coolest thing about this movie, besides the the bullshit that surrounds it or the narrative or whatever, is that I like the idea of predators from Earth, obviously, because this particular predator or the predator race seems to have a real big problem with Earth or humans. Uh, it seems to be all they fight with apart from aliens as well, or the um, xenomorphs, as you would call them. And I love how they pick all of them free-falling into this new planet. You don't know where they're coming from. That's a cool start. They could have done so much from there. But they do a couple of standard flaws with the movie. They tell you, they give you the rundown. Of course, they, they, they you know, one of them's... Um, um, Black Ops, one's uh, Spetsnaps Russia, one's RUF Death Squad, one's uh, the Cartel, 
Uh, one's Yakuza and FBI's Most Wanted, you know, that's pretty cool. And then, of course, you've got the Predators who put them here so they can hunt, but they're the, they're the, I think there's two types of Predators. I, I remember this, um, there's Hunter Killer, I think it is, and there's uh, it's one other one, but I, I haven't really done my research. So I love the original Predator. He's supposed to be the normal of all the Predators. Then there's the bigger ones with the fucked up face mask. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't like the headgear on these guys. That's one, that's one thing for me I don't like. Don't mess around with it too much. Utilize original Predators. Stick to Predators hunting Earth's Predators, and the story could play. But instead, they go go around the table. They they seem to know what's going on. They just seem like a group of Arnold Schwarzeneggers. It, it's it's really following the same thing. The, the music, the score is good. It's still the same score from the first film, but then they add some rock music to it. Um, the special effects aren't that good in terms of all the explosions, but um, it's in a jungle. First one's in a jungle. Um, they're getting hunted. They're being hunted. It's, they don't want to get off this planet, you know, and then crappy dialogue or script writing like, they used in the first one, it was great, it was 1987, but in this one, you know, especially when the FBI's most wanted guy played by Walter Goggins, uh, he's laying there on the floor and he's just, he sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, get me, I'm here, come on, you know, what do you, you know, do it and do it, do it now. And it's just like, and then the guy just rips his spine clean out the back, classic Predator MO, and they did that to Billy in the first one. Try something different, but don't alter the appearance of the Predator to do it. Keep the Predator the same. I mean, the Russian one was good, the Russian, but you know what? They shot him in the back. He looks exactly like the guy from Alabama who got shot in the back in the first one. That dude had a minigun. So did this dude. They both had miniguns. They both look exactly the same, only one's for Alabama, one's from Russia. The only cool twist about that is the Russian spits in his face and then shoves a, pulls out the Claymore mines off his chest and just blows through the shit. That was cool. I like that. I was surprised by that when the FBI's most wanted guy got shot in the back by the the um, impulse weapon or whatever you call it. Um, and you think he's gone, but he's wearing that sick vest that you saw him pick up earlier on. And then he jumps on the back of the Predator and just starts knifing him like a classic friggin' whatever you call him. I don't know. He's just knifing him. That's all he has in this movie. He's got no other weapons. That was great. And... And then it rips the spot. So little things like that. That's great little surprises. I like those things. But everything else, Adrian Brody just seems like a real arrogant, selfish version of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, he was all about his team and getting to the getting to the chopper, as we know. And and you know, if I could talk about that movie, I'd talk about it all day. That movie had just absolute class. I've read all the the trivia I've read, I've watched documentaries and there's some real depth to that movie. There was a lot of injuries. There was a lot of rough nights. There was, um, yeah, but the whole time Arnold Schwarzenegger was like just an absolute champion. Um, the guy who played Predator or actually was suited up as Predator, he was in that suit for in a Colombian jungle for like eight to nine hours a day and it was like a foam suit. So they had to remove the face piece off so he could breathe. He was like six foot seven South African man, um, he died later on from AIDS and they also, before he obviously, long before he died, when he was acting in the suit, 
because he didn't get much face time with the movie. Now, the dude's the predator. You want to have some sort of face time. They actually gave him a cameo spot. And if you didn't know, I'll tell you, he's the helicopter pilot at the end of Predator. The black guy who's wearing the aviator shades and after Arnold Schwarzenegger and the and the Predator have that, dude, that showdown and old mate sets off the bomb and the mushroom cloud comes up and there's a helicopter coming to pick him up. The guy flying the helicopter is the actor that's inside the Predator suit. So I do love it when directors do that, when they actually say someone's in a tough role, like say V for Vendetta um, with Hugo Weaving. He's under a mask the whole time. He doesn't need to be gifted a cameo spot to see his face of recognition uh, because it's Hugo and Hugo's voice just, uh, his, his way he speaks just resonates and goes out there. So that's fine. But they give him a little bit of a thing in V for Vendetta as well. They get to see him come out a little bit and have a chat to the detective. So they do that for old mate in Predator in the number one. Um, so, yeah, as I said, like this one follows the same thing. There's a showdown at the end. He wraps himself up in mud and it's all weird. Topher Grace plays a doctor. Now, anyone with half a brain watching this movie would go, okay, let's have a, let's analyze these people. You've got the, the, the worst of the worst from each area. So the worst from Mexico, the worst from Russia, the worst from America, uh, the worst from Black Ops, the worst from I, ID, or IDK or IDF, IDS Sniper, which is um, Alison Braga. And, and uh, yeah, all them. And then you've got Topher Grace and he's a doctor. I mean, just that's easy. I straight up just went, well, clearly he's some sort of evil doctor. He wouldn't be there if he didn't do anything wrong or he wasn't bad. All of these people are bad. That's another thing. They want you to feel for these characters. You've got to build a, a love for each one of these characters throughout the movies, but you can't, right? Because RUF, Death Squad, I don't I don't know them, but you're not going to love them. You're not going to love their character. Denny Trigio plays Mexican cartel. Those dudes are brutal. All of them. And they, they're forcing you to, to love them. Yakuza? Oh, man, the dude's missing fingers, which means he was dishonorable. He's covered in tats. It's just, it's just a, it's, it's a hard one, right? They could have done a lot better, but they just decided to follow the same. So Predator 2, it was totally different. I hated the fact that they put Danny Glover in Predator 2. But that's the thing. The movie was different. The storyline was different. It was set in LA at a time when LA gang fights or gang riots or gang wars was a huge, huge thing. So they had some realism going on when they were shooting. I think it was 92 or 93. And that's around about when LA was having all of its gang wars. So therefore you got this real, real setting that people could relate to. And then they tagged in Predator who landed in the city, not in the jungle. So it's a city. That's different, okay? Let's think different. Let's think outside the box. How do you make another movie that's going to blow your socks off that doesn't have a um, like a flow-on effect, like first movie teach like one thing and the second movie gives you another thing and then the third one surprises you. This one just goes from in the jungle, this is Predator, this is what happens, cool, here you go, blah, blah. Second one was, holy shit, a rogue Predator, he goes wild, he ends up in the city in the middle of this turf war, gang war, and Danny Glover is you know, straight. It's in the action straight up. All of the people are getting murdered left, right, and center, accountant style. Everyone's dying, blood everywhere. And Danny Glover's just like, what the hell? And Gary Boosie's in it, and he has some knowledge on the Predator and, and the infrared stuff. 
So, you know, that is different to me. That plays, that works. Oh, I'm happy with that. I've, I've listened to several reviews that, are, that say the same thing. And as much as I didn't love Predator 2 because you're dealing with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you've got to respect the fact that they did something different. Now, when they bring out this one, they tried to do something different at the start. It started off differently, but then it just follows the same thing. You'll watch it. You'll hear the, the, you'll hear the music. You'll hear them speak. You'll, even Adrian Brody sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger sometimes when he's talking and um, that's it. But I, I did like Topher, Topher Grace, how he acts towards the end. That, that was pretty cool. I, I like how it followed. Um, it, it just, that's it. Individual performances, there's something, some merit in that, but the movie just didn't gel. It just felt like you're watching the first one. You knew where it was going. You knew that obviously they were being hunted. You knew that they were going to try and hunt them. You knew it was going to be a battle because they were getting picked off one by one. It still doesn't, even if I review it this way, it still does. It's still 80% it's, it's okay because it's Predator. I, I can't stress that enough. The, the, it's the coolest animal beast in the world. I, I don't think anyone's ever designed something so scary apart from Pennywise the Clown. You know, that come from Stephen King's freaking the deep, dark corners of that dude's brain and as long as they use the Skarsgård family to portray evil people like that, like Floki and Vikings and obviously oh, Pennywise, you know, that's going to work for me and I'm fine with that. But Predator is Predator. The noises, I did some research on that a while ago. I actually stumbled across the, the sound effects to Predator. I mean, we all hear the crows and the mat, uh, crows, I think it is, here in Australia. You're out hanging your washing and you just hear a crow. I lived out in the valley, so we had a lot of bush around and you hear the crow. And it's literally Predator's signature noise. I can't even, I'm not even, I can't even do it, but it's the sound. So I looked into that and I come across a video with um, Optimus Prime played by, give me a sec, let me just, I need his name because this dude, you know, audit, calling all Autobots, that guy, he is still the voice of Optimus Prime. Um, and uh, let me just, oh, there it is, yep. All right, hold on, Transformers, okay. Let's just go to the first one because I need his name. Um, Optimus Prime, Optimus Prime. We all know Hugo, Hugo Weaving played Megatron. And in this one, give me a sec, it's coming. Come on, can't be at the end. Sorry, people, this happens. Just fucking deal with it, all right? I'll get there. Hold on, here we go. Here we go, where are you, Optimus? Geez, they're really not, it's not been, he's like, he's like one of the main dudes of all of it. And of course, they're going to put like um, him at the end of the credits. So let's just go, uh, let's go Optimus Prime. Um, and the voice of him is, oh mate. Yep, here he is, right. Of course, it's Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen is a Canadian, born in 1941. This dude, he is the voice of Optimus Prime all the way through, like, uh, every, just all of it. From day one, from start to finish, he's Optimus Prime. It's freaking amazing. I love realism when it comes to these types of things. 
But I found out he is the voice man for a predator. So he makes all the noises, you know, when predator's injured and he's making all the spitty crab sounding noises. Um, that's the noises from him. Every other, he's a sound effects guy. He's like that uh, Michael um, uh, Michael Barlow. Oh, God, Michael Barlow. I don't know if that's right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Michael Barlow from uh, Police Academy. The, 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 no, Michael Winslow. Yes, Michael Winslow. He is literally like the best sound effects dude in the world. And Peter Cullen, well, he came up by accident. One day he was doing sound effects noises and the guy overheard him. He said, hey, man, I've got this movie coming up and it's Predator. It's an alien guy and I need you to do some sound effects. He's got these these claws that come out around, well, not claws, but teeth claws that come around his mouth and, and there's a lot of goo and a lot of weird shit going on. And, of course, Peter Cullen's just like, what do you mean like this? Grabbed a microphone and just started doing it whatever it is, all these noises. And I've watched a couple of uh, YouTube videos on it and man nails it. So predators, noises, special effects in certain parts, especially when he goes into infrared mode or when he's in, in um, beating the shit out of Arnold Schwarzenegger mode, which is my coolest, the coolest, coolest sound I've ever heard is that fight scene, especially when he takes off his mask, watching the unedited version, TV version sucks. But the unedited version was when he pulls the mask. He obviously grabs hold of Arnold Schwarzenegger, lifts him off the ground. Arnold Schwarzenegger's not short. Got a feet on him. And he just looks at him. He's like, yep, this guy can breathe oxygen. So, like, oh, fuck, yeah, all right, we're cool. Cool. All right, drop him. Let's have a fair fight. That part's cool. I love it. The third movie, obviously, they saw that. So that's when they line him up when he fights the Yakuza guy in number, in number three in Predators. There's this respect, and I learned that a lot from ABP One. I think it is that that they speculation that these predators came down and helped us get civilized and build the pyramids, right? So in return, we give them sacrifice human beings in order for them to use the alien to face fuck the humans and give them babies and eggs inside their stomachs so they can explode and then hunt these. The, the one consistent thing about the Predator movies is that they are hunters. And before we became hugely civilised or modern human beings, before that, I think we were the Lucy kind or one after them, the Lucy type um, human or the um, cave people, whatever you call them, we were like prime hunters as well. So there's probably some uh, background into that. That's the reason why we love the Predators so much because we can uh, we can, we can sort of connect with how they are. They're hunters, we're hunters, gatherers as well, farmers and whatnot. So don't go beyond it. Watch AVP1. That's cool. It's got some history with the aliens. Watch Alien. It's great. Watch AVP2 because there's something cool there. Don't watch fucking the last one. I think that's just called The Predator. So there's a V in front of Predator. I shit you not, that is a terrible movie. It's got... I'm going to talk about it. Let's go. Shane Black, who plays Hawkins in the first Predator, 87, he's got the glasses on. He's the radio guy, and he's the one that cracks the joke about his girlfriend's vagina being bigger than a house, right? We all know that joke. It was great. It's funny. He was in the first movie, and then he became a director. He directs comedies. He's very funny. He's whatever. He loves it. But if you're... If you know this movie's been received so well back in that, that era, don't wait 30 years, 30? Yeah, 30 years, and shit it out your ass and turn it into some comedy joke with terrible 
like I, I said, I was really upset about the Predators movie with Adrian Brody having a bit of rock music to the score, like the the, the typical Predator sound. And then there's a tense scene when you know the Predator's coming. And then there's a bit of a rock band behind, like some guitar work. And I'm just like, what is that? That doesn't, that actually annoyed, it annoyed me during the scene. No, I couldn't stop. I could not hear it. I could not not hear it. I couldn't watch the movie for what it was because the music was just like ruining it. And in this, the, the last one, they throw my man, um, Michael Keegan Key, in it and he's like him and Jordan Peele you know have the the Key and Peele show he is hilarious and I love him and I'll never hate on him in this movie he does exactly what he's obviously told to do and it's great I think they've got Boyd Holbrook in it too I think he's the, the mechanical arm guy from Logan and a few other movies um he's, he's great but the movie's just it's one huge piss take and we know the predators don't speak and they, you know, whatever. But in this one, the predators speak, they have a language and there's like, it's just, I, I, I don't understand. They bring in Jake, um, Jake Busey into it. It's like that, like Shane Black's trying to, you know, respect that Gary Busey was in number two and he brings his big mouth son into this one who is the guy from Tomcats. And I'm just like, no, it doesn't work. That this, Olivia Munn's in it and there's just, it's just there's no there's nothing to it for me I, I watched it for a little bit and the trailer is the best thing to watch watch the trailer don't go any further if you want to just understand why I don't like it that much then maybe watch it you might like it look I just think that you had such a good base to start with and you you could have gone from Predator 1 2 and then created something totally cool yeah a gigantic predator, like the baddest of predators of all predators, like Alien had, like the, the biggest mother of all mothers. Yeah, cool. Work with that. But don't don't make Predator act like some homeboy walking down the street. The Predator spits at a cop car in the movie. Like he punches the cop car and kills it and then he like spits at it like he's some sort of gangster. <laughs> this is Predator. You don't do that. But anyway... <laughs> There's so many of those movies that are out there and I hope they I hope we can just do some more with it because Predator has a huge future in front of it and I just hope they keep keep it cool and badass like the way it was from the start. I was shit scared. I was twelve when I watched it. I think I said eleven or twelve, and I saw that dude in my hallway and we used to have like a twenty twenty five foot hallway with huge ceilings and whatnot out in the valley and it was quiet and I used to have to go to the toilet at night and if there was a lightning storm around, every flash of lightning, I'd see that man. I'd see that predator at the end of the hallway. It took me ages to get over. That's why I love him so much because I've had to deal with the fear of seeing him in my dreams. It was just a it was just a great movie to start off with and I just don't like when people shit on things that don't need to be shat on. But uh, I still do like the Adrian Brody movie to a degree, um, but that's – for you guys to decide I'd still regardless of what I say I want you to watch it and or even just give me some feedback on what you think hit me up on Facebook or Instagram or whatever I don't care I have my other podcast project Chris so if you want to talk to me on that whatever it's all good shout out to my man Andrew Willicker for doing a share on Facebook today I appreciate it buddy I hope you I hope you love my um Quentin Tarantino uh review on um 
some Django. I will get on to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood very soon. And uh, as always, thanks for listening, guys. I'll chat to you soon. Bye-bye.